0: Good evening, guys. Welcome back to a brand new edition of my podcast, Everything Matters. This is the second episode. So this is a kind of a episode zero because you had the pilot last week. I did promise to try and do one the week. So here we go. Uh, So where shall we start? So uh, first, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's listened to the last one. I know it was only three minutes long, but it was just me to get comfortable uh, talking to the mic. You know, it does take a couple of takes. Uh, but this one has already taken me five takes, but I'm not going to stop again. I'm just going to let it free flow. So if I do waffle on about stuff, please just listen in. Uh, It'd be great. So, um, so what do I want to talk about tonight? It was going to be about me really, Um, but I find it hard to talk about myself. I really sort of struggle to put my uh, feelings across my sort of my experiences because I do find it quite hard because people are very judgmental uh my friends aren't obviously you guys don't judge me but people that don't know me would be very judgmental and that's what I get afraid of uh and then my confidence gets hit um but recently like a, some of you may have known I've done two stints on uh, a radio station local uh Torbett Hospital Radio uh thank you to Leanne obviously if you're listening uh, for letting me come along it's been uh really good fun and I'm looking hopefully looking signing up and becoming a volunteer Uh, but that just all depends on other circumstances uh, which I can't really go into too much detail because you know that's my private stuff Uh, so yeah (laughs) Um, so tonight I'm literally just going to waffle on about myself and sort of just give you an understanding of uh, who I am today Uh, I won't go into too much gritty detail because that's not the sort of thing you want to hear on a you know or me talking about on a Wednesday night at twenty past nine where this is being recorded. So um someone did give me some feedback actually about the last one and I wanted to touch on that first. So um people who do know me, I have uh I'm very open about it these days. I do suffer with mental health. Uh I think I'm not afraid to talk about it, you know. Um I do have anxiety issues, I have uh problems with my mood, and they can affect my day-to-day life sometimes. It not so much anymore because I've got things back on track and I've got the help uh and there are services out there who can help but we'll get into those a little bit later so uh when's it will stem back for me for my mental health so about maybe seven years ago I sort of noticed that I was different uh I started to realize that I was struggling more uh with my day-to-day life uh work when I was at Sainsbury's and I was just going through a few personal problems and everything was just getting more and more stressful for me. I sort of decided to lock myself away. I didn't talk to friends, family. I didn't want to go out. Um, If I did go out, I wouldn't be out for very long. I noticed that I started to panic getting on a bus, which was an easy task for me before. I was more worried about what people were thinking of me when they were looking at me, even though they weren't, you know, that's just my thought process. I was more worried about my self-image you know, there's there's lots of little things and that's the anxiety side. Um, and I do have a problem when I ruminate too much when I get a bad thought into my head and it's, I struggle to uh, get that out of my process, but I've managed to, uh, obviously with therapy, I've got that under control. Um, also with my anxiety, I just sometimes just struggle to find motivation to do things, uh, but that's changed a lot recently, which has been really good. And yeah, uh, so on the low mood side of it, it's more I just don't want to do it. I, I got depressed. I was having problems financially. Relationships were broken down. You know, there were a lot of things back then that all was kicking in and, and it did lead me to uh, self-harm and, you know, doing that wasn't sort of like a wake-up call and I did it quite a lot and I was having to cover the marks up from my workplace with putting a bandage on or I was wearing long sleeve tops or keeping my fleece on Um, and I was struggling then and I tried to sort help and that was really hard from in you know back then probably seven or eight years ago it was very hard to get the help I had to go through I went to my doctor's surgery and they were doing the best they can they referred me to mental health services in South London and it was really hard I I didn't get on anything it was you know I was having to deal with this all on my own uh I was struggling to even open up to family about this uh so yeah and then there were some good points that I managed to sort of overcome what was going through and managed to you know, I up and left South London. I came down here to Devon about five years ago. I was on a little bit of a high. You know, things were going well. Had a good job. I managed to buy my first home. Um, and then things just went downhill again. Just stress at work and loads of other things that, you know, take the toll on your you know, your life or your family. You know, becoming a father, that was hard. You know, it wasn't hard, but, you know, there were other issues around that that just caused me to get low and yeah I was self-harming again and bearing in mind I was living on my own as well so I really closed up I was taking time off work I was off sick quite a bit um then one fateful September uh, morning I uh, was already struggling I hadn't slept the night before I was ruminating like crazy and I decided to try and end my life um but silly old me managed to get to work and I managed and, and obviously. I opened up to, to someone at work and told them what I'd done that morning, and yeah, I was eventually taken into the hospital, uh, looked after, I wasn't I was only there for the day, I was looked by the psych team, and yeah, I was, yeah, they cleared me, I wasn't crazy, uh, and then they would promise me that they'd try and get me the help, and they tried to, uh, I wasn't, I literally was put, I must have been like a file that had gone missing, wasn't helped. I tried calling up the mental health service, wasn't getting anywhere. There was a, the old service used to be the Devon anxiety service down here. They couldn't help me. I went back to my GP and I managed to get some counselling uh, from Centerpiece and they were really good. I managed to sort of open up and talk about things that I hadn't in the past, um, things that mattered, things that affected me and I was able to get them out and that was probably one of the first times I'd actually spoken about everything that had gone on in my life. Uh, back from when I was a child through a divorce of my parents, um, the loss of my nan who was a massive figure on me for the first 13 years, you know, this year marks 20 years of her passing and that's been hard. Um, So I sort of, after that, so I did the counselling, I got back on my feet, you know, um, I left Sainsbury's, I managed to find a really good job and I did that and then that broke down, there was another effect there, you know, the job, that I was told to go in and do I was pushed back and you know it was hard that place sort of did it dented my confidence more again and I had to try and rebuild and then I went to another job um <laughs> that didn't last very long that was four weeks to let go for no reason I thought I was doing really well you know I had a really I had a bad day um and I did try to explain that to them but they didn't want to listen they let me go and that was fine and then literally four weeks later I moved to the uh, my job before this, my current one. So if anyone watches on YouTube, you'll know that I used to work at Travelodge. And that's where I met some really good friends. Uh, I did a little stint there at Travelodge. And that was only a summer job because that was all that I could get at the time. And then the hours started drying up. And then I went back to something I knew, which was working for a supermarket. Didn't want to do that. But I did. I did a four or five month stint there. And then eventually I found myself uh with an opportunity to move into an office job and i haven't looked back really uh from that i went to work there it was really good uh and then towards the end the set there was another september literally a year later um i was getting low again i'm not sure why i can't put my finger on it i got really low and then one morning i did the same thing again tried to take my life again uh with an overdose Uh, I was very lucky that my manager at the time obviously I hadn't turned up to work wasn't picking my phone up and she eventually turned up at my door uh took me into hospital which I was uh you know looking back on it now I'm so grateful um I wasn't in a point where I was going to lose my life I just maybe just damaged my body slightly I know I have a problem with my liver now we're not really too sure why but we're you know that's the doctors there dealing with that sort of thing um so yeah, then that happened, and then while I was at the hospital, was obviously mum was there and uh, there was a gentleman there, obviously working on, I was in, I was out, came out of A&E and I went into this small room, there were other people in there, and obviously I was just waiting to be discharged, I'd seen the psych team yet again, nothing wrong, um, and uh, yeah, I managed to, he gave me this like really good one-to-one chat, he was sort of pushing me to, you know, don't come back here because this, you know, the next time you could really do some damage, uh, you know. I want you to get a calendar and start marking off how many good days you have and if you have more than you know at a start it would be bad you know I would have two or three good days and then a bad day but when I got through my first week I'd have to treat myself and I did the, the, the this trick of using a calendar or just marking off how many good days I was having um was really good I I literally it did turn a little corner and then sort of like eventually I the doctors um spoke to my GP I went back to my GP and we had the discussion and I managed to get onto talk work, you know after everything that had happened um they were happy for me to wait so i had to wait to get on the uh for for um some help and yeah so that's where i met my therapist rachel uh who really helped me on the first go so TalkWorks is the devon and devon and the, the devon depression anxiety service they remodeled to TalkWorks. so i did a stint my first stint with rachel back in must be the end of 2019 I managed to get the help um so we did a lot of work on me um you know with my anxiety and my self-image we I and and all the work I was doing during my CBT was really good I found it very beneficial I started to sort of come I I started peaking back up again so I was on on a rise you know to level out and I know I wasn't going to get any you know it was going to be a long journey it still is but I managed to get through it And yeah, uh, I did the six, seven week course and I was discharged from the service. I took everything I learned on board and yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, I had started to notice that I was able to get on a bus without panicking. Uh, I could go into shops without having to listen to music all the time or ring someone to keep me calm. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. And then obviously, Boom! we get lockdown <laughs> we get the, the the fateful lockdown and yeah it was a crazy crazy obviously we all we all know what happened but i was isolated i'd seen a friend that day we were getting you know we we're looking forward to the future and what we were gonna do and then boom march the 23rd 2020 boris locks us down oh my gosh i, I would never been so i i was deflated i was hurt it wasn't it, literally I didn't know what to do I knew I was going to be on my own for a few weeks to a month I had my parents nearby so I had my mom and my stepdad who kept in contact with me but you couldn't see anyone could we so it was only until the social bubble came I was able to get help but during that time I was struggling again and I think TalkWorks were working from home I think yeah they weren't doing face to face but I got towards the end of it and I was struggling again um and then that's where I sort of obviously it was going to be a bit different i did the same sort of cbt so i met um donna who gave me this app that i had to go through started so watching videos because that's the only thing they could do at the time and um so i did that for about six to seven weeks i was doing all the classes i was doing a little bit by little got through the end of it uh took some tips from it and then uh donna there on the service decided to move me over to having some one-to-one therapy uh so that was and i went it was over video calling so it was a lot different so i was having to use my ipad uh to video call and i met a lovely caroline who was amazing uh we did six sessions together and we were looking at all different things like she was you know we, we did the same thing that i did with rachel um, we worked through those things again like obviously self-image wearing, you know your mood what i can be doing to make myself feel better so i got myself a bike i was cycling in the mornings i was you know sleep pattern was gone during the first lockdown so I managed to do loads of different things, I managed to pick myself up, and then obviously we were allowed to go and visit family, so I, I formed a bubble with my mum and my stepdad. So I did that, and then, you know, obviously i restrictions were slightly to be started to lifted, I went back to work, which was like the greatest thing ever, I was able to have stability, um, so yeah, that's what I was like. so I was during, at Travelers during the uh, pandemic, or, we are still in the pandemic, so I was, I was at Travelers, so yeah, it was great to be back at work. Uh, I was on the night shift, so that was really good. So I was doing it was I managed to get my structure back and I saw friends, I spoke to them. Um yeah, so I finished off with Caroline and I was great. You know, I was at a point where I was like, Yes, I can do this. You know, this pandemic's not gonna get the better of my mental health. I'm gonna push back. And I started to started to feel better. Um, you know, I have you know, I've come a long way in the last sort of five years from where, you know, from self harming to the suicide, I've bounced back. So going back to the story. So this is where I'm waffling. Um, yeah, so we went back to work. Uh, we got to November and I was struggling again. I was like, gosh, another lockdown. And I pushed back. I didn't need, I didn't sort of seek help. I went just back to my GP and just said, look, I'm struggling a little bit. It's only chance, you know, I could have, you know, I went back on the medication. So I was taking that. I think I was on propranolol, which is like a beta blocker to stop me from panicking. And I was back on, uh, fluoxetine. Um, So I was taking that and that was helping and i was obviously keeping myself busy in those four weeks that we were off from work which was really stupid i'd never quite understand it didn't that lockdown made no sense and then obviously we went back to work i think i was back to work just before yeah no we went back in the december of that year of 2020. uh yeah so back to work and then the next lockdown happened but we stayed open so i was happy um i was able to work through it i was yeah I just cracked on with it and then towards the end of my time at Travel Lodge I was starting to feel like I needed to change uh night shift was affecting my mood my sleep uh, maybe that was a contributor to my mood uh, you know problems but I wouldn't say that was the biggest factor uh I just love working with all my friends there you know Jake Gemma obviously Paige who came along towards the end there was Emily and Ashley uh I had a great manager called Kelly who uh, is still, ama- you know, she was absolutely amazing from the start to the end, you know, I made some friends along the way, uh, life friends, uh, you know, Jake will be on this uh, podcast at some point, but we'll get to that later. But yeah, so I got towards the end, I was umming and about what to do. And then just out of the blue, with the current job I'm in, I got a phone, uh, an email um, telling me, you know, I think you would be really good for this job role that we've got going. So I'm a receptionist slash administrator where I am um yeah so my manager then gave me a call that day uh and I managed to uh you know so I spoke to him and he he really sort of put the confidence back in me you know I could probably do this and I was really not confident in myself that I was going to be able to do the job uh so I managed to so I went I think I was on the the one of the Saturdays it was a Saturday that I was. I think it was like the air show weekend um oh no it would have been the air show weekend the bank holiday weekend I do remember uh, so I managed, I went over to Tim, uh, got picked up in the, in a Porsche who gets picked up in a Porsche a job interview. It's crazy. So I went up there and I went and met the, the, the guys at the, where I work and they were all really nice. I managed to sort of speak to my manager, sort of get the gist of what the job role will be and what kind of responsibility I'd have. Um, and I was like, oh, cool, I could do this. This is something, you know, we were back, this is just before the summer holidays were kicking in so I could get in and learn something new you know, got more responsibility. Not that I did at Travelodge, there was a lot of responsibility. They're having to look after the guests on the night, doing all the other jobs. You know, when you're stuck on your own on a night shift and you've got 92 rooms and up to 250 guests when you're fully booked, it's not easy. You know, there were times in that job where I literally wanted to walk out. I had a suicidal guest on me. I was almost punched a couple of times. Um, yeah, there were, there were there were some testing times <laughs> and there were good times. Don't get me wrong. Um, so yeah, so I eventually was sort of coming to my end and I will admit I got very cocky. I was like, do you know what? I'm leaving soon. Hand him a notice here. You know, I was adamant I was going, but I had to sort of wait until I got the okay to, uh, I got the job and I was getting cocky. I got lax. I was lazy. Uh, it wasn't me. I, I regret some of the sort of like my behavior towards the end, not in a, in an unprofessional way. I was more just like, you know, I don't care anymore, but I do, I did in a, in a, I did care. I just showed that I didn't um and then eventually I left uh took the gamble and it has paid off I've really enjoyed it that's been now I've been there 10 I've been at my current job now 10 months I've learned so much I've met some amazing people uh so Brian if you're listening to this uh thank you for being such a great sport you know sitting next to me on that front desk you've had to part with my my annoyances (laughs) you know when you're trying to crack on with work and you've got this little voice in your ear um you know it's been a absolute pleasure working with you it's been great uh and there's a couple of others that I work with now I've got Steve on uh Steve there so (laughs) he's I call him granddad he's quite a funny character and then we've got a new colleague Hayley so uh she's just joined about a month ago and I'm really getting on with the team like we've really sort of gelled together we all know what we're doing um I've got no complaints about the job I love it it's just been an absolute rollercoaster you know sort of you know I'm yeah I'm waffling I'm going on to a job that I haven't even finished my story yet so we'll go back sorry about this so we'll go back so I started at my current job and I was all right actually we got it through the summer very busy completely new to me I obviously looking after the guests you know our holiday guests it's a private ownership park but the owners sublet through us um so I was looking after them I had to build a I was building a good rapport with them but I noticed something wasn't right with me again I was some points of the day I would blank out and a thought process would kick in and I thought to myself do you know what I'm just going to make the call so I filled in the form for TalkWorks got the call uh and I just spoke to him and just sort of went look something's not right here I've been asking myself a question recently um and the question what is wrong with me why am I like the way I am you know and that question just kept bothering me and ruminating, and it all just got a little bit too much. And I went, do you know what? I'm going to make the call. So I always got involved. I luckily, absolute, out of pure luck, I went, as I went back, I got Rachel again, you know. As soon as I walked in for my first appointment, so I asked for face-to-face, and they were doing them. Walked in, and she went, oh, Matthew. And I was like, oh, Rachel, because I couldn't remember Rachel's name, her surname. And then when I saw her, we were just sort of like, I saw you about two years ago, didn't I? She was like, Yeah, you did. Um, and she was great. You know, we did the first initial appointment, we went through sort of some things that was that I was struggling with. And we came up with a plan of what we wanted to do. Uh so we were gonna work on this ruminating. So I was on my third course of CBT, and not a lot of people have free courses of CBT. There's only so much you can do. Uh well, there's different areas of the CBT that you can work on, but for me this this kind of worked and didn't so I did I did my first two initial appointments we came up with a plan of what we wanted to do and yeah I smashed it we did the six weeks we, I did six weeks with Rachel over the sort of like December January period and but there was still that question that was hanging over me as much as I was doing the work and pushing myself I sort of went oh I'm still asking myself that question Rachel and she was like well I don't know what what, what we can do you know you, you might need to go back to your GP and ask them um so i'd had a little bit of research and i sort of looked at symptoms and i'm you know not symptoms but like uh traits of like different there's like bpd which is borderline personality disorder um there's emotional borderline disorder and those were the two that my doctor had originally thought you know when i went back to talk works because they were the ones you know when i went back from medication they they'd to that and i was you know i don't look too much into it and towards the end of the cbt i just decided you know what I'm going to um, make the call back to the GP and I, I sort of put my case across and I said can you refer me to the mental health team at the hospital because I just want to either get an assessment or just get some answers because I'm struggling to find myself uh, as a per, you know inside of my head I just want to get it all if I had an answer to a question if I don't get the answer to the question that's fine then I know that I'm not um, it's not going to bother me but because the questions are going over on in my head it's just something and he's answering so we did that <laughs> um I, she did the, the doctor did the referral uh i'd literally just finished talk work so i've been discharged from the service and then the hospital wrote back and said oh no they need to finish he needs to finish with talk work and i was like, oh here we go again we're gonna go back around in circles so I was straight on the i sent an email to rachel i said look this is what they've said and she's went Okay, don't worry. I will send a referral as well. That like will email over. So I got the doctors to do it again. So a double-pronged attack. So um, I got another letter. I had to wait for a phone call. So I was assessed. I was, they were triaging me to see whether I would actually get an assessment. Um, I haven't heard back from them. So I was lucky. I called them and they said, yep, yeah, you have got your referral. Uh, it's just going to take time because we've got a lot of people in. And I understand that. I'm not you know, I'm not bashing them and I'm not you know, calling them up every week, giving them hell. I'm just waiting i'm being very patient um there's a lot of good things going on in my life at the moment so they're just keeping me on track the last sort of six weeks have been um great i've sort of managed to i'm doing things that i wouldn't do like this you know if you knew me four or five years ago i wouldn't be doing this last year i wouldn't be talking about all this stuff openly um you know my friends are great uh it's just and i've done radio i've been broadcasting myself even though it's probably just to the hospital my friends have been listening in um and even they said I should uh, do radio, whether I will or not properly, I'm not too sure, you know, it's a, it's a thing I'm still sort of on the fence about, but I've just got, it's got to be right anyway for me. Um, and I've got to put it working around my life, you know, as crazy as it is, it's not really. Um, so yeah, so I'm literally just waiting on that now. Uh, so, so if I ever a go, get an update, I'll do another podcast and, uh, you know, give you an update of what happened really. But yeah, so that's really, so. Someone sort of mentioned someone have struggling with mental health, but I just want them to know that if you do struggle with mental health, there is help out there. you just got to go and find it. Don't suffer in silence. I know that's the most easiest thing to say. I've been, I am in that position. You know, I have been there where I don't think anyone can help me. I felt alone, in despair. Just, you know, talk. If you know someone that you can see they're struggling, just say hello. You know, even just a simple text to someone can make their day just so they know that they're loved. Um or even, you know, that, that you care, you know, I would hate to think that um, people are sitting there now on their own and not being able to get the help, or even no one talking to them, you know, because loneliness is terrible, you know, I, I would never, I don't know, <laughs> I've gone off topic now, but yeah, that's really it, just, just if you're struggling, look for the help, call your GP, call Talkbacks if you live in South Devon, you know, there's so many services that are out there to help, you know, you've got the Samaritans if you're feeling in that bad, there's so many, you know, there's charities as well. Is You just gotta do the research, find it, and ask for help. It's just, you know, only you can make yourself better. Not, you're not, not everyone, you know, I had to do it. I've done it. If I can do it, most people can. But I know everyone else is, everyone's in a different situation. Everyone's suffering differently. But just know that there are people out there who can help. And I know I've said that about three times, but just trying to drum it into you. So yeah. Oh, we're going 25 minutes this video. This is nuts um so yeah so not video podcast voice recording i don't know what you call it but this uh, so yeah well, so i'm at a point now where i am trying to think what's next coming up next um, so coming up on this podcast or the everything matters podcast there are going to be some interviews so i'm pushing the boundaries for myself it's going to be weird having to interview someone i was interviewed on the radio briefly you know if you listened in uh leanne did ask me a few questions and they put me on the spot and that put me that got me to thinking maybe we should get to know some people um so i've got one so jake obviously is probably still listening to this he's going to be coming on at some point um we're not going to do an interview with jake it's going to be a general discussion where we're just going to have some fun have some drinks and just talk about anything and everything um you know we'll keep it clean nothing dark nothing horrible but maybe stuff that has gone on in the news, you know, like the Will Smith slap on the Oscars, uh, you know, football, you know, all those sort of things. And we'll talk about our memories of how we met each other um, because there's some good stories there. And we'll talk about the good times that we've had. And yeah, and then hopefully I'll get Leanne on here. She's up for coming on. Uh, Leanne's will be an interview because I want to really, you know, I want to put her in the hot seat so we'll get to know her a little bit. Uh, And like I said, if anyone else wants to come on, and have some fun. We can talk about anything and everything, anything that really matters. So we can do mental health. We can talk about politics if you want to. I know I won't want to. You know, anything, just every day to day thing, things that affect people. It's not just mental health, you know. There's loads of things that affect us in this world, you know, money, family, relationships. I'm not one for advocating good relationships, you know, my track record's not been great, um, you know. But I won't go into detail because I don't want people to judge me. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you know, we've all made mistakes. I've made plenty of mistakes in my time, but I'm learning from them. Uh, And I'm ensuring myself that I don't make the mistakes ever again. I think that's the only way you learn. If you make the same mistake twice, you're an absolute idiot. And that's something I haven't done. So that's pretty good. Uh, Yeah. So What should we talk about now? I'm going to do this up to for about another 10 minutes. I'm just trying to think what else could we talk about? Uh, Talk about me again. (laughs) That's what we were doing, weren't we? So let's talk about my interests and hobbies. So um, as a 33-year-old man, great. Uh, So I'm into photography. I like making, I like taking photos uh, either with my camera or on my phone. Um, I got into a little niche recently with my TikTok where I was making videos of the sunset so I was time-lapsing them. Uh, I used to make crazy videos on there with dancing. Until I was told, well, I didn't get told off. Someone else that used to work for Travelodge, uh, another hotel. um, Kind of got in trouble for living on TikTok. And I was doing that. I was making videos up in the corridors. They're all on there. If you want to go and have a look, they're on Matty Boy Matty on TikTok. Just scroll down, you'll find them. Um, So I was making all these crazy things on there. So I really enjoyed that. I still make some occasionally. I do quote videos on there, stuff that makes meaningful uh, stuff. Um, What else do I get up to? I like seeing friends and family. I love going to the cinema. Massive film buff um not all the films i'm more into like marvel dc comics um star trek doctor who harry potter um yeah so there's all those sort of things i normally go with jake because uh he's completely useless like whenever we go to the cinema he's not seen the previous ones so i have to try and either get him up to scratch or just go well like lump it lump you're gonna watch it um i can't remember what i think we went and watched spider-man uh the second one and he hadn't even seen the first one or he hadn't seen some of the avengers that was it we went to see uh avengers endgame we hadn't probably seen any of the other sort of standalone films that go with it you know like the captain america's fours ant-man captain marvel you know all that and it was just hilarious you know having to watch him um and that was good fun we went and watched uh endgame and it was amazing i've got to say it's probably one of my favorite films of all time just the whole story just came together at the end and i'm looking forward to what they're doing next with marvel you know this phase four is it you know I don't think we're getting an Avengers film anytime soon but we're obviously getting new characters in. then we've got the Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings we've had the Eternals you know we've got we've had another Spider-Man uh you know was it Far From Home or Homecoming I can't even remember what it is now oh No Way Home that was it I'm so bad um yeah so we've had that we've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming up we've got the next four which I'm looking looking forward to God and Thunder you know when uh, Natalie Portman returns we've got Christian Bale as the bad guy uh, I think we've got uh, Black Panther 2 this year as well coming out so that's a good one and then I think after that we've got Guardians of the Galaxy I'm not sure what comes out after that there's I haven't really oh we've got a Blade I think Blade's coming out so there's all sorts of you know Marvel I haven't looked that far ahead for Marvel so we'll see what happens there may be another Avengers film coming but we we'll won't you know but there's other stuff on the TV. Uh, So I'm a massive Star Trek fan. I have been since I was a kid. Um, I was brought up with Captain John Luke Picard on the Enterprise, you know, Star Trek and the Next Generation. And then obviously everything else came out with it. And then recently, sort of after uh, uh, Patrick Stewart left the role of Picard like 20 something years ago, they brought back it last year, season one, Star Trek. They called it Star Trek Picard Um, and they... Bought some new characters in they bought another character in from star trek voyage and it was just amazing i know it was only a 10 or 10 or 11 episode run but that was really good and they've just uh the season two's out now so we are about halfway through i think we're going to episode six tomorrow um and that's on amazon prime that's really good so i'm looking uh forward to that episode on friday morning or when i go home but that, that's going to be good um yeah i'm just trying to think uh what's going what else i'm i, I just got sidetracked oh listen my, my phone just flashed up so i don't know why Uh come on get back to the trailer for christ so yes that was it so star trek and then they've just announced season three so we're not even finished season two in star trek ricard season three where we get the original characters in generation it was i've watched the trailer and it's just voice voiceovers from the all the characters wolf data geordie uh dr crusher you know Diana, and then obviously Riker and then you get a little clip with Riker and Ricard together it looks like they're about to shoot someone with phases or they're going to fight their way out of something again uh so that was really good uh yeah I'm also a massive Doctor 2 fan I've got tattoos of Doctor I've got Doctor Who tattoos I've got two I've got a TARDIS and a bow tie for my favourite Doctor Matt Smith I've also got a um Gallifreyan symbol for hope on my arm uh and then I've obviously got two Harry Potter I've got a Golden Snitch and then I've got the Deathly Hallows uh, yeah, so I'm a massive dot Who fan. I didn't really get into it until about 2010 when Matt Smith sort of came along. I watched uh, David Tennant's specials um, and then I started buying the DVDs of the previous series. So I watched Crystal Eccleston and I got through David Tennant. Um, but I was I was at my friend Nathan's house and we were watching, uh, I think I was there. No, yes we did, yes. Yeah. So I was at Nathan. I was living with my friend Nathan and his family for a little bit back in 2010. As i was waiting to move into my father's and uh doctor who was on and uh we were watching the you know his end of time part one and then part two came on and now i was just like oh my gosh who's this doctor you know the i know i know they announced matt smith but matt smith just blew me away i was like christ this is amazing um and bearing in mind that's almost 12 years ago so i was still 20 so i was, I was a lot younger then um and i just loved it and i was looking forward to his series and i got hooked on it you know over the time and then matt smith decided to leave and i was really down he has some really great stories Stephen moffat wrote really well for him you know and then he left and i got really sad one christmas and my family sort of took the mick out of me as he was regenerating i got sad well i thought he regenerated before there was a scene in the uh his last episode uh where he's on top of the clock tower and he regenerates all the regeneration happens and i was like oh god we've missed it and no 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 they decided to re- pull us back in and then we got this really sad scene which is probably one of the best regeneration scenes ever um the out of all of them I've watched all of them but I am looking forward to the next one. (laughs) Uh, we got to that in a minute yeah and then Peter Capaldi came along he was really good and then a little bit controversial for me uh when they sort of announced J.D. Whittaker I was like great here we go and then Chris Chimble came in from uh Broadchurch and I thought all right we'll give it a go and it's just been a disaster for me I've not liked it at all I've lost all sort of uh passion for it I so I just sort of trying not try not to watch it but i am sort of when they bring back the old you know old villain you know old enemies like sea, sea warriors are coming up in the next one but it looks really poorly filmed this next one that's coming out in a couple of weeks so yeah um so yeah that's pretty much it so yeah uh jody wish was on our last year so she regenerates next this year and then we get uh russell t davis is taking back over so he used to run it back from 2005 to 2010 um, so we're still waiting to find out who the 14th Doctor is. There's the same bloody rumours. We've got Hugh Grant's been thrown in there. We've got David Tennant returning. Uh, I think, um, Ollie from nine... I, I can't think we There's a guy called Ollie, an actor. Um, there's loads. It might be touting for another lady doctor. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I'm sure they'll announce it this week. I think they are going to announce it on So There is a rumour that we're going to get the trailer after the Sea Warriors. Because they normally do announce it before the regeneration. So you know who's coming. So yeah we'll see <laughs> right where what else am i into it's kind of crazy um just trying to think now what else have i got I, i've done marvel i've done doctor who i've done a little bit on star trek um, obviously i like harry potter But i never read the books but love the films fantastic beasts that film series is amazing we've got the uh the new one coming out next week which is going to be amazing um i'm just trying to think what else am i into it's crazy um Hmm, I'm not sure now. You, I've hit a stumbling block. <laughs> so, where what else should we talk about? So, uh, see, I'm just trying to think, gosh, I really should have written this down. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not really a script person, I don't write down ideas, I do write ideas down, but then I just don't do it and I just waffle on. Um, so yeah, just trying to think. <laughs> uh, music, there we go. So, music for me, that's another passion of mine. I love listening to music, I'm very open with my music uh i've got a massive range on my phone i've got from <laughs> justin bieber to like uh, unknown artists i love cover versions of songs um i did go through a phase of liking youtubers that song music there's alex Goo, uh you know kurt hugo snyder there's a couple of others on there um but there was uh one person that i sort of got really back into and i didn't even think he was still making music if some of you remember maybe back in 2000 and early 2000 to 2003 there was a program on the bbc called fame academy i think it was their version of fighting back against uh whatever it is pop idol or whatever it was and then the x Factor. but this was their version and they were all on there was no audition they just they must have auditioned but they, you didn't see that And there was one chap called alistair griffin who didn't win his series and um I think he first released a single with robin he did his own single then released some with robin good from the Bee Gees, and then he sort of disappeared and i hadn't heard i obviously had some of his music but then he cropped up um on formula one or his song he wrote the song just drive at the end of formula one uh one year and i was like oh my gosh he's back and then i've just been following him ever since i love it i just i think his music's amazing he's a funny guy you should follow him on facebook uh so yeah it's it's a bit of a different one uh for me I'm very open with my music I don't like rap I'm not a heavy metal person but I will listen to it um very open with it just a very broad broadened horizon with it it's like with my f- films like I think Leanne asked me on the radio what my top five films were you can't really have a favorite film because there's just so many genres and you you might as well ask what your favorite comedy film is or your favorite sci-fi film and you know I did have a top five that I normally like watching which is like obviously now you're gonna put me on the spot again Matt uh I've got Back to the Future you've got uh, Lord of the Rings, you've got Star Trek, you've got the Marvel, you've got uh, about time, which I think is a really amazing story, uh, storyline to it. But we'll come on to that. I think when um I bring Leanne onto the podcast, we'll have a little chat about films and stuff. But I think bigger, we'll do the intro, and then we'll just get into like some fun stuff. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, so yeah, I'm just waffling. I'm at first eight minutes of making this podcast. This is crazy. I don't think I've spoken this long in ages. Not seems like a job interview, maybe when I just waffle on, um so yeah it's crazy i'm just pausing now i'm just trying to think of something to say ah, uh yeah so what will what else i'm just trying to think i really should have written this down this is really annoying um yeah maybe we so we've done mental health we've done everything we've done a bit about so we're doing stuff about me really aren't we um so maybe we should yeah let's go back to talking about me we'll we'll, we'll make this an hour uh whether anyone listens and it's to an hour but yeah something fun uh so we'll go back to my beginning so i in 1989 like i think i've already i don't know if i've already said i can't remember my brain's gone mush 1989 i was born i was born at the end of the 80s so i am an 80s baby uh I was born on the 25th of may at 729 in mayday hospital in croydon uh i was brought up in sunny Coulston, great not sunny Coulston, more like miserable Coulson now but now i was born up in Coulston, which is about 20 minutes outside of croydon on the bus or 15 minutes by car Maybe a little bit more, I'm not too sure. But it was slap bang right just before the M25. Uh sorry, so it was on the border of Greater London and Surrey. Uh I lived there for 13 years. I attended a primary school, smitham big up smitham Primary School, which is still there. And then I attended woodcote High School, uh, which I've got to say uh was very old fashioned when I started. We had chalkboards still, there was no smart projectors or anything. We had an overhead projector, oh, it was just nuts. I love that school it was so sort of outdated and it was just like being it's like being at grange hill you know when you need to watch that on TV. so i did that yeah i did um so i left halfway through year nine i moved to heathfield in east sussex where i attended heathfield community cottage for another four years before i decided to leave um and then i went to work for the co-op uh and by that time i'd met my uh, a previous partner um, I up to move back to Caulston actually we lived there for a couple of months and then I moved with her family to Crawley and West Sussex I was there almost two years and then that relationship broke down and I moved back in with my dad who lives in um, South he does, he does he still lives in South London he lives uh, in Bromley or well, he lives near Lewisham so it's still technically London but a bit like Kent really that area uh, I managed to get a job was working for sainsbury so i managed to get a job at south london sainsbury's Penge. so if anyone's from Penge listening big up the old Penge store 2012 loved it there i worked there for five to six about six years so i was living with my dad it was really good uh, and then oh, what happened then yeah then i moved here in 2016 i think yeah i moved here in 20 so yeah i did six years so 2016 i, I took the gamble moved to devon uh i've lived here now five and a bit years like I said before, previously it's been a rocky road, but I've enjoyed it. I became a homeowner in 2016. No, 2017 in the September 2017, I managed to buy my first flat. Uh, I lived there for four years, and then I moved into my current place back in July 2021. Oh my gosh, moving house is a stressful situation. So yeah, I've been here since then. Um, yeah, what else have I? So I've been, like I said, I moved from job to job. I've done little bits here and there. Uh, I've done a wide range of stuff in the last 17 years. Uh, if I had to pick one favourite job, it'd have to be Sainsbury's. when I worked on the checkouts at Penge. I've got to say the guys there were amazing. Uh they just we were just one half. we were a little family really at that store, but we all got on with each other. But you know, when I worked on checkouts as a team leader, uh my fail I became team leader three times there at Sainsbury's. Failed once in team leader and training, moved stores, uh, and then decided to step down. Second time I didn't get much of a choice. Uh it just wasn't going well for me. And then um, kind of funny, on the third attempt, and final attempt, I was leaving the pench door. Actually, I was going to go to Upper Norwood and work on uh, check. I think I was having Checkouts or Grace here. I can't actually remember all the dry goods they called it back then. And yeah, I was called into the office, The manager's office, Nick at the time. Uh, he's a, he's a, He was an amazing guy. Uh, he still is. He doesn't work for things, He's retired now. But Nick called me in the office and just went, hey, Matt, like, I don't want you to go. I'm going to offer you the job here as a team leader in training. Uh, and I was like, OK, I gladly accept. I, and I was like, who's going to tell Upper Norwood I'm not coming? because I think two of us were going the Liam who I used to work with who was a checkout team leader they hadn't actually replaced him yet and he was moving up after. to um he was going there as well so Nick didn't want to, for some reason I don't know why Nick just didn't want let me go so I decided to stay uh, I loved it I was I you know when it got to my sign off I was 6 months in and they were pretty pushing me I was doing all the courses I had to fit a load of courses in towards the end uh and I got my sign off and I was I was dead set that I wasn't going to get signed off uh, or I'd failed something but apparently I was really confident going around I made a couple of observations uh kind of annoyed my colleagues when we were down there I was looking at stuff and you know but I did apologize to them afterwards I said look like, I'm really sorry I was just in manager mode and just looking at stuff and found a couple of thoughts but you know we worked on that together as a team that's what we were at Penge uh so yeah and then yeah so yeah my favorite job would have to be uh Sainsbury's Penge loved it there what was funny you know the ups and downs we had all together managers in and out just oh one christmas where we lost a manager and a team leader on christmas the day before christmas eve and then yeah it was just crazy poor me and rosalie had to run on christmas eve from six till six just the pair of us i think we had a couple of runners i think i can't actually remember uh yeah have i got any favorite colleagues from my time i've worked i've worked with bloody hundreds of people i can't there uh, just a couple but obviously jake stuck around from Travelodge. uh you know uh so he's still around this gemma um who else is around yeah jake and gemma you've got Paige, obviously her daughter uh i don't think we haven't hanged out since god since forever so we'll we'll have to do something again soon uh so yeah that's pretty much it I'm, i'm not sure what else to say really i'm gonna have to get this kind of video uploaded onto youtube and shared out to people uh but i am on instagram please follow everything you know i'll please follow my instagram which is pardon me uh everything underscore matters podcast you can follow me on youtube at everything matters podcast Uh, i'll try and i'll try and put the links in the description i said i would in the last one for the video and then i'll get this uploaded onto the rss feed and hopefully i can get this put on spotify and then itunes which will be amazing Uh, but yeah so coming up in the next episode it will either be leanne or jake i'm not too sure whoever decides to come first uh or whoever's around (laughs) Uh, but there's a little complication I need to buy another mic because I've only got the one so that's going to be a fun experience so perhaps I'll have to wait but no I will definitely get one of them here sooner than later because I think we should have a bit more fun and yeah so thank you for listening tonight it is now five past ten this video has gone on for 44 minutes and no 45 minutes so I'm, I'm happy if anyone's still listening so thank you very much um, I hope you maybe learned something about me that you didn't know or you already know stuff But like I said, if anyone ever is struggling, you know, give us a message. I'm always happy to help. I'm not good. I'm not one of these people. Even if you don't know me, pop me a message. Just talk to someone, you know, not me if you don't want to. Just look, just, eh, God, I've gone off trail. So let me start again. (laughs) Uh, So if you, like I said, if you're struggling mentally or just struggling in general, just don't put a cry out, just message your friend. Ask, you know, just talk to someone. And if you know someone's struggling, send them a message. It can go a long way. Trust me. Anyway, so thank you for listening tonight. Uh, I love you all. If you are listening, not in that way. But it's it's such a happy, fun thing to do. And I've just waffled and I've just told you all I love you. Oh my God. I'm going to go before I say something. I'm going to not regret, but make myself look an absolute fool. So thank you very much for listening to Everything Matters podcast. Look forward to the next episode where we've either got the lovely Leanne or the crazy Jake on, uh, on here uh perhaps with me when like i said with me and jake get on here we are going to get cancelled <laughs> hope not anyway look after yourselves uh, remember to follow me on my social media uh like i've already said anyway take care everyone and i will see you on the next edition of everything matters